0: It's finally here. The Macy's Friends and Family Sale with an extra 30% off gifts they'll love. Get an extra 25% off Dressed Up Designer Looks for Kids from Calvin Klein and more, plus an extra 25% off Samsonite and Delsey luggage. With great prices from top designers, Macy's has all the best deals you won't want to miss this week. And don't forget to sign up for a Macy's card or use a coupon to get 15% off beauty products they'll love this season. Visit Macy's.com to find great holiday deals today.
1: Yeah, we have to say whoa. <clears throat> but who will say woe better this time? That's the question.
0: <laughs> that is what our listeners are always trying to determine. Yeah, as soon as
1: that theme song starts, who's going to get the woe this time? Who am I going to give the award to this time? Are you going to count it down? Yeah, I'll count down from three. Do you have in mind what you're going to do? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> okay, here we go. Three, two.
0: One Wow Wow, wow, wee wow <laughs> Okay, nice Did we go the same direction with that? <laughs> I don't think I've ever made a Borat reference <laughs> So Oh, I did Borat No, of course you did Borat No, I actually thought I was doing something else But <laughs> what, what are you talking Now that you mention it, it is Borat that I was doing Yeah, no <laughs> What perfect. did you think you were doing? I thought I was doing, you know, in Kung Pao, Enter the Fist When uh-huh. he's the chosen one and his little tongue What does his tongue say? It says Yeah, yeah Okay, I remember that now Well, welcome to
1: Inside the Mind of a Child Genius In this podcast, we read stories we wrote as children Delving into the inner workings of a child genius's mind
0: That's Joseph Whoa, I was going to say my own name this time You ruined it Oh, sorry That's Theo (laughs) Oh, did you have something planned? Well, I was going to say it was I'm Brad Pitt What? Yeah, it's really I feel bad for outing you (laughs) immediately Yeah, you ruined my intro bit very excited to do that. I could have said you're Brad Pitt and then gone with the same thing, but...
1: Okay, well, let's just pretend Brad Pitt is also there. And for some reason, his voice sounds a lot like yours. Why are you here, Brad Pitt?
0: Does this sound more like Brad Pitt?
1: Uh, I feel like you just knew that Brad Pitt is like more manly than you are. So you just tried to sound like... Oh my God. Okay,
0: sure. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you're not wrong. The reason I'm Brad Pitt is because let me tell you, we were talking about this the other day off the podcast. Mm-hmm. We were mentioning how, I'm not going to name names, but how many podcasts are out there that ah. are run by famous people right. that are mediocre. I mean, they they know who they are, but <laughs> let's just say that, you know, I know our podcast pretty mediocre, so I thought I would bring it mm. that Brad Pitt bump. He probably doesn't have a different podcast to get us confused with. Do you think he's not like... Litigious or anything, is he? I mean, <laughs> should I be worried? He's <laughs> starting to sweat.
1: Um, well, we'll just say pit is spelled with three T's. So it's a totally different person <laughs> for legal purposes.
0: Couldn't we have just spelled it with one? And it, <laughs> uh,
1: and it would have been like an actual spelling of a word. Um, No,
0: I like three actually That's better The problem is I already said it And you can't just edit it You know what? Let's make it four This is Brad Pitt with four T's Four T's
1: and two P's
0: Glad you watched my movie Moneyball with three L's
1: So you're you're a character who has just been following exactly (laughs) Brad Pitt's career You just do the knockoff version of everything And
0: adding letters Yeah, with extra letters Moneyball! With an exclamation point Okay.
1: Well, then should I pick a famous person who I'm going to be?
0: Well, I mean, sure, but no famous composers that that no one knows. <laughs> I am Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov, uh, the 19th
1: century Russian composer. With no. Two V's. Oh, I'll be Mark Zuckerberg.
0: Oh, nice. Good one. Everybody loves him. As everyone knows,
1: Brad Pitt and Mark Zuckerberg are basically like- We're best friends. Inseparable Hollywood elites starting a podcast together about reading stories that Theo and Joseph wrote as children.
0: Well, okay. Just to clarify any previous episodes, Uh my nickname is Joseph. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joseph is short for Brad. Yeah. yeah. People get that confused a lot. Okay, and I, I guess Theo in you know, all to Mark. Are you gonna say anything about that, or I mean, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> um, let's move on. Why have I been calling you Theo, Mark? Why have you been calling me
1: Theo? I guess I could imagine that you thought I was someone else this whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually gonna need you to leave, Mark Zuckerberg, and find this Theo guy that I've been talking to. Didn't mean for it to come to this. What does Mark Zuckerberg talk like?
1: What does he sound like when he talks?
0: Oh man, you picked an interesting celebrity. I'll try to do a celebrity impression of Mark Zuckerberg. You can do a normal one too if you want. Well, no, I mean <laughs> right. Well, I am a celebrity, Brad Pitt. Oh, oh celebrity. <laughs> it's a celebrity celebrity impression. Oh, okay, okay. Um so, um, just Mark Zuckerberg just smoking these meats. That's it. He, t- he says smoking these meats a lot. Have you seen that video? He says it a lot in one video.
1: What? Yeah. Really? When he's testifying in front of Congress?
0: Um. There is a video of him smoking meats on like the very first Facebook live to demo it. Mm. And it's the most awkward, cringe video ever. It's, it's pretty delightful. Every <laughs> time he can't think of something to say, he says, yeah, we're just out here smoking these meats. Have you ever smoked meats? I'm very excited to smoke these meats. He <laughs> just brings it up a lot. Really? It's, I think... Several hours long, but people have made compilations of just him mentioning smoking the meats (laughs) and it probably happens like 20 times.
1: So the abridged version where it's just, you know, the main points,
0: just the meat of the of the smoke in these meats. Well, I guess I couldn't have picked a worse celebrity then You made me look good, I'll say that
1: <laughs> I mean, when he was testifying in front of Congress Didn't he basically just say over and over I don't know, I don't know So
0: that can be my impression of him <laughs> That's perfect
1: I was not aware of that
0: Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what he said Yeah, he said I was not aware of that Yeah, maybe we should not do celebrity impressions <laughs> anymore I'm just now realizing Not our forte But at least now we have a solid excuse For why we have a mediocre podcast it's because we've got the name power (laughs) to really get it out there so once again I'm Brad Pitt
1: and our excuse for why we don't have that many listens is because we're actually just two unknown guys
0: right yeah and (laughs) because my name is Brad Pitt with three t's (laughs) and my (laughs) nickname is Joseph our listeners just skyrocketed at the beginning of this podcast when they heard Brad Pitt and now they've (laughs) dropped down to (laughs) below the levels they were before
1: Okay. Well, are we done talking about that? I don't know. We can, Do we need more Brad Pitt, Mark Zuckerberg uh, dynamic? More banter? <laughs> People
0: have been asking for more Mark Zuckerberg, Brad Pitt banter. Not just on our podcast, but in the world as a whole. But no, I, I think- yeah, You
1: see them hanging out all the time. What are they talking about? <laughs> I think we've done justice to it. Every once in a while, we'll, I'll say, I do not recall or whatever. <laughs> that would be, that really add a lot. Okay. We can probably get into the episode pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that. So, Joseph, before we you can get... You call me Brad. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, Brad, I have a special treat for you today. This segment is called Fan Submission.
0: Oh, I love
1: that title. And uh, here we go. So it was uh, written by a friend of mine named Evie, and it is a letter to her father dated... Eleven six ninety seven. So that's nineteen ninety seven. This is a few years earlier than your journal, right, Joseph?
0: Uh, yeah, I believe it is. Cool. Ninety seven, good year.
1: Clinton was still in office.
0: Awesome. I was six. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> mattered. All right. <laughs> so now I will read
1: Evie's note to her father. And first, I just want to preface: this is written in a spiral bound notebook. Yeah. With wide ruled paper, but on this note. She has drawn a smaller piece of paper in pencil and written the note in that. So it sort of seems like maybe she didn't really think she could fill up the whole page. So she was just like, this is a reasonable amount.
0: (laughs) I'm going to cut out about half the page." This is my paper now. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, they just keep making these sheets of paper bigger and bigger. I actually thought kind of based on how the text ended up on the quote-unquote smaller sheet of paper, Mm -hmm. that it looked quite a bit like a gravestone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is the epitaph. It does end it with her name, so almost... Yeah, and it does have a date. It does, yeah. Off the gravestone, just floating above (laughs) it. Just floating. I have a whole different perspective on
1: this now that I know It's a lot
0: darker than you originally thought.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I'll just go ahead and read it. Dear Dad, please help me make a chair, a table a another small desk (laughs) and buy me some chips love Evie oh it's so great (laughs) so this is clearly written by a child with a woefully
0: unfurnished room
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> It's a new chair, table, small desk. You, when she says another small desk.
0: I was wondering about that too, if she already has one. <laughs> or if she broke her previous one. Or if maybe she's referring to the table that she just asked for earlier in the sentence as a small desk, <laughs> and this is another small desk. <laughs> so you said A, another small desk, but in my mind when I first read it, it was like, please help me make a chair, a table, uh, another small desk. <laughs> she's just pausing like, uh, I don't know, I guess another small desk. She already has the small desk, so
1: she doesn't really need a, a small desk. But she's like, I do need a chair and a table. She's like, I guess just throw in another desk.
0: I, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm no woodworker, but I'm, I'm going to assume, I'm going to say these are probably depending on how detailed you make them kind of difficult things to make. I mean, a chair, (laughs) a table, a small desk. Right. (laughs) And the thing that she wants to buy and not make is probably the thing that would be the easiest to make. (laughs) Which is chips?
1: Yeah, I mean, but I don't. Know. I think when you're a kid, you have no idea that you can make chips. You just assume they come in a
0: bag, right? Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know that I would have had any more of an idea that I could make a chair <laughs> than chips. It was kind of the same <laughs> same deal to me. I
1: guess that's true. Everything was just sort of like there when you were born, and you,
0: right. You know? I, I didn't look at chairs and go like, oh, I could make that. And I looked at chips and I was like, This just comes out of the ether like this. Right.
1: <laughs> I also. Love This is a letter to her dad, but it's just in a notebook that she hasn't torn the page out of. (laughs) So clearly she never delivered this. Have you ever heard... The advice that if you have a problem with someone, like if you're irritated by them, you should write a letter to them saying all the things you want to say to them, but then you just never send it. You get the cathartic feeling of writing all the things down, but you don't actually cause the problem by sending it
0: to them. Yeah, yeah, I, I've I've heard that. Do you think this is an example of that? <laughs> she, she had some issues with her dad that she needed to work out. Like her room is literally just an
1: empty room with a small desk. And she's like, I need some more stuff. And I'm pissed at my dad for not helping me make. (laughs) And I'm hungry.
0: (laughs) Well, um, I gotta wonder. Do you think her dad did it?
1: (laughs) Well, I don't. If he never got the letter, probably not. I would say that if he did get the letter, I mean, the most achievable thing immediately is the chips. Yeah. I don't know how many chips she got, but I bet you she got some chips.
0: I bet she got some chips. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It does just say buy me some chips. Yeah. (laughs) He could have bought a bag of chips for himself and handed her like three of them that would have been the requisite number of chips.
1: For some reason, I just pictured you have a handful of chips and you just eat them all at once. What would that be like? <laughs> You've never done that? I feel like I eat them one at a time. Even if I have a handful, I'll just pick them out of my hand and eat them one at a time.
0: But what do you do when you get to the bottom of the bag and they're not all whole chips?
1: I'm still picking them out one at a time until I can just sort of dump the crumbs into my mouth.
0: Yeah, when I get to the bottom... You start grabbing them by the handful? I and just start <laughs> scooping. That's what, It's scooping time when I get to the bottom <laughs> of the bag. But don't your hands get greasy or do you wear latex gloves? Yeah, I scoop and then... when I when Get- this just in, Brad Pitt scoops into the <laughs> bag with his full, ungloved hand. When there's not enough left to scoop, then I'll dump the remaining crumbs. Okay, so you have a three-part yeah. system when you go about eating a bag of chips. It, it does depend on the size of the bag. There, If you just get one of those small, single-serve bags, there's not enough scoop room in there, so... Right. It's more for party size bags. <laughs> <laughs>
1: When you're at the party and everybody else wants (laughs) chips and you need to scoop out the bottom half of the bag. Yeah. Wait, but, okay, so is this sort of your typical traditional Lay's chip, or are you doing this with Cheetos and Doritos?
0: Um, If it has a powder that's
1: going to get all over your hand, are you going to do it with that chip?
0: You know, I don't think I've ever done this with Cheetos, but... You know, don't hold me to that. There may be s- some video out there is going to surface of me doing this with Cheetos, but I've probably done that with Doritos. That's interesting.
1: And then you're you're also like on your computer at the same time. <laughs> typing away.
0: With one hand I'm I'm typing away on the computer, and on the other hand, I'm brushing someone's hair. I'm <laughs> just trying to think of the gross <laughs> thing you can do with
1: massaging someone, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Wait, so you're scooping in the bag with both hands. To get it.
0: You're a monster, Joseph. Yeah. I need I need a third person to hold the bag. <laughs> So that I can double scoop. (laughs) That
1: is so great. Like as much as you can fit in
0: two (laughs) handfuls and you're just like bending
1: your head down (laughs) to eat it like a dog kind of.
0: Oh, you've never had the impulse to eat something like a dog? Come on.
1: I don't know if I have, honestly. I saw someone do it at a hypnotist show one time.
0: (laughs) It wasn't the hypnotist, was it?
1: (laughs) It Everyone's like, "Uh, should we be worried? Don't they have a show to be running here? (laughs)
0: It's like he hasn't hypnotized anyone. He's just been (laughs) eating out of a dog bowl the whole time. He's just gorging himself. (laughs) What do you think, though? Do you think we have gone inside the mind of this child genius? Do you think we've analyzed this note to her dad enough? I think so. I mean, one last
1: thing I would just want to say is... I'm definitely going to keep that line and buy me some chips at the ready anytime. Like, it's so great to just give someone a list of demands and then say at the end, and buy me some chips.
0: That's a great point. Isn't that awesome? As someone who has been pretty recently married, not even married for one year yet, you know, you sometimes have to ask for things of your significant other. And yeah, I'm totally gonna, this is gonna save my marriage. This is just gonna boost my marriage. That's what it is. Every time I need to ask for something, I'm also going to demand a bag of chips at the
1: end. Yeah, I was thinking like a boss is talking to their employee and they're like, okay, you need to do this, you need to- to do this you need to you need to work on the Wilson account you need to get these forms to <laughs> Jefferson you're and really then,
0: good at imitating a boss
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then they leave the room and you say oh and one more thing and they come
0: back in buy me some chips that actually does seem like something that would happen in a movie just like <laughs> yeah. the classic mean boss trope they throw that in <laughs> oh yeah and buy me some chips I definitely say that in a movie yeah probably a movie with brad pitt and mark zuckerberg <laughs> <laughs> yeah you really messed up on choosing a celebrity <laughs> sorry go ahead um i,
1: I was thinking another a, another time to use this and buy me some chips would be like if you're a member of congress and every time they're passing a bill you just add a rider onto the end to it like, <laughs> like they're saying like we're marking this historic vote to make Healthcare legal, <laughs> and then the I, US I jump for in. The first time. <laughs> and, then, and then I jump in, and I say, "I'd like to attach a rider to this bill." And it's, can the representative from the great state of Texas also be given a bag of chips? <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else in the room is like, "Wish I had asked for some chips." <laughs> I <wish> I- <laughs>
0: <laughs> no they missed their
1: opportunity he's always one step ahead <laughs> I was thinking they would be like rolling their eyes like
0: Ugh, this guy with his bags of chips he always gets one and his like desk is like covered in chips uh,
1: not bags of chips just <laughs> just loose chips all over his desk well, he's a
0: scooper so
1: he always <laughs> loses <laughs> they're starting to encroach on the, the people beside him
0: gosh this guy has
1: damn chips sorry we can get off this chips thing but
0: I did just think of another No, one. I love the and buy me some chips there There's so many applications, they're endless.
1: Right, like, uh, you're a judge. Will everyone please rise for the verdict? The jury has found you guilty of... (laughs) Stealing chips. Violent (laughs) chips. No, it has to be unrelated to the chips. Oh, okay. Of not building your daughter a small desk, a chair, and a table. (laughs) That is a crime. I sentence you to 50 hours of community service. Oh, and another thing. You know it's customary to buy the presiding justice some
0: chips at this point, right? At this point, right? (laughs) (laughs) I actually thought when you started that, you were going to say the judge was like, all rise and buy me some chips.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Objection. Sustained. (laughs) Buy me some
0: chips. (laughs) So stupid. Going back to the idea of a boss asking for it whenever they ask for something. I I think it would just be a good thing in your professional emails, like in, in your on Outlook, change your... People, people at the bottom of an email will say, like, thanks, oh, yeah. Joe, or whatever. <laughs> right. They could just say, and buy me some <laughs> chips, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> just put that as their default sign-off. Yeah,
1: it's, it's just a given. <laughs> <laughs> Please rate and review this
0: podcast and buy me some chips. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that might be our new sign-off for the podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's probably, we've pulled a lot out of this. I hope Evie likes what we've said about her. Submission. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I love this being on a tombstone, though. I hadn't considered that before. I might put this on my tombstone.
0: It's a tombstone just covered with bags of chips
1: (laughs) instead of flowers. These were someone's final words.
0: We got a lot of material out of that one. Thank you, (laughs) Evie,
1: for that. Thank you, Evie. Okay. Should we get to your journals now?
0: Yeah. Why not?
1: Yeah. So previously, we read a lot of your journals from September 1999. And I think today we're going to start into October. Um, Yeah, and sorry, we should remind everyone that these are school assignments, that he he was given a prompt every day, or it seems like maybe a few times a week, and he had to write a response to it.
0: Yes, and I will say that part of the proof that I am a child genius is that I probably knew I'd be going back and rereading these, so I politely rewrote the prompt (laughs) for each one of these.
1: You're saying you're a genius because you predicted that we would have this podcast. Sure, pretty much, yeah.
0: 1061999 I mean I would argue that sorry I would argue <laughs> that you probably
1: had to rewrite the question for the class because your teacher wanted to have some sentence that was coherent.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that cuts deep but it's true. Um 10699 the prompt is <laughs> apples are different colors flavors shape sizes and textures. Sorry, that was a weird pause. But uh, I did want to point out that I just wrote shape instead of shapes. Yeah. (laughs) If you could create the perfect apple, what would it be like? That's a pretty good question. Yeah, it is. I just want to say before I read my answer that the question is probably assuming that you're going to stay within the biological boundaries of (laughs) what
1: constitutes an apple. Like you would say, like, it's crisp, it's (laughs) sweet, something like that.
0: Right. But I said it would be... (laughs) Sorry, this first sentence kills me. It would be like an apple. (laughs) (laughs) Right off the bat. Yeah, already. The perfect
1: (laughs) apple is not an apple. It's not an apple. It's like an apple. It's apple adjacent.
0: It would be like an apple with lots of sugar inside and all caramel on the outside exclamation point and be green and taste like rainbow sherbet and grows in the water. <laughs> yeah.
1: Grows in the water. Yeah. You definitely, I feel like you were getting warmed up with your creativity. Like at the beginning, you know, It just has a lot of sugar inside and there's (laughs) caramel on the outside. Like that's, you can see the inspiration there. But (laughs) then after that, you're just like, well, I guess if I'm imagining things, why not just go crazy? It tastes like sherbet, grows in the water.
0: I do like how all of these are sugar related. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, it it has lots of sugar inside. Second of all, it's covered in caramel on the outside. Uh It tastes like rainbow sherbet, which is also sugar. But (laughs) I took a little bit of a detour on the last... (laughs) (laughs) feature, (laughs) which is just in case you're wondering how this thing grows, grows in the water.
1: I was wondering, do you think you got self-conscious? Because adults are always telling us as kids, like, oh, you shouldn't eat too much sugar. You need to eat vegetables and stuff like that. Do you think you started realizing, oh, my (laughs) teacher's not going to like this. I need to talk about something else.
0: (laughs) Uh, How does it grow? Uh, In the water. That's healthy. (laughs) Water's healthy. (laughs) I was probably going to write it grows in sugar, but then I, <laughs> I erased that and said water.
1: <laughs> when you say it has sugar on the inside, is it just like a block of sugar? Probably, yeah.
0: Besides the last couple of points, this is a candy apple. In every <laughs> single way is exactly like a candy apple.
1: <laughs> I mean, did you really like caramel apples when you were a kid? I call them caramel
0: apples. Uh, well, I spelled it caramel, M-A-L. So. <laughs> yeah, caramel. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I give up on trying to pronounce that. Um, Yeah, I don't remember liking them. Really? I always remember liking green apples, but I've never enjoyed caramel that much much
1: that's funny that you still wrote that that was the perfect apple
0: well what's weird is that this was in 1999 so that was a while ago yeah. my tastes have probably evolved and changed since then
1: i mean i remember thinking caramel apples just sort of look really enticing Like, I remember when I would eat them, you know, that outer layer was great, but I wasn't really that into the rest of the apple at that point. It's such a thin layer of the extra stuff they've added to it. Otherwise, you're just eating fruit, right? Tricked again. (laughs) This reminded me of one time, my mom, she got this caramel apple kit at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. You know, normally for these, you'd sort of have a vat, like a fondue of caramel, and you just dip the apple in. Like, that's how they do it at, like, a fair or something like that. Yeah. But she got these things that were, like, sheets of it, and you were supposed to sort of upholster the apple (laughs) with these things. Like, you were just supposed to, like, put the (laughs) sheets on top of it and press them against it, I guess, to make it stick. And there's no, like, heat involved or anything? I don't think there was any heat involved. But I remember that, like... It totally didn't work. Like you would, because there was no heat involved. You would sort of bite into it, and then when you pulled your mouth away, the entire sheet of caramel would come off with it. So you just ended up eating some sheets of caramel, and then you would eat an apple afterwards.
0: (laughs) It seems like the wrong order. If if it were me, I'd want to get the apple out of the way. But ah, okay. So I should have
1: put the caramel sheets on the inside.
0: (laughs) Well, I was thinking like. Once you tear off the sheet after you take a bite, just finish the apple. Oh, then you I go see. back and eat the sheet. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, my mom bought them once. She didn't do a repeat purchase of that product. Mm. But whoever made that product, if you're listening, that is not a perfect apple. Yeah,
0: uh. exactly. You got close. You hit a lot of the main points, but it doesn't taste like rainbow sherbet. <laughs> and it doesn't grow in the water.
1: What would your perfect apple be? today, Joseph? Oh, well, that's a good question. And remember you can be as fantastical as you want.
0: Ooh, my perfect apple today would be, uh, full of Sour Patch Kids, (laughs) but only a very thin layer of apple skin on the outside. And actually the apple skin itself would not be the same texture as apple skin. It would really just be more like a fruit roll up. That's perfect. Fruit roll-up uh, with fruit. Sour Patch kit inside.
1: And the stem is just like a gummy worm.
0: I think this actually became more of a little kid answer now
1: <laughs> <laughs> at 30 years old than it, than it was when I was eight. That's pretty good. I would love to eat that. I bet it would be pretty messy, but <laughs> you're a shoveler anyways. So. Yeah, that's true. Here's mine. I think the peel of the apple, I would replace with an envelope. And then the inside, the like fruit part of the apple, the apple flesh, I would replace that with a check for a million dollars. Oh, Someone just handing me an envelope with a check for a million dollars in it. Then
0: once you're done eating it, you feel kind of bad for eating a million dollars.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: But it's kind of a power move. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so good. You
1: eat it, and then you say, and buy me some chips. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, write another check if you don't mind. Because <laughs> I did yeah. just eat that. Yeah, we are
1: gonna have to cancel that check. Yeah, just just tell Accounts yeah. Payable we're gonna have to cancel that check.
0: That actually seems like a good tagline that would be in a lot of movies. Just like a, and we're gonna have to cancel that check, but more of like a this the superhero defeats the bad guy, and the bad guy's powers were like accounting or something. And he's like, <laughs> and we're gonna have to cancel that check.
1: Okay. Oh, that's that brings up a good point. Do you think they come? up with the puns first and then come up with the super villains so like we've come up with the pun and then you said the villain's power is accounting yeah. so
0: well i definitely think there are, <laughs> there are easier ways to get to that joke like a bank robber who's stolen a, a large mm. cashier's check or something
1: how about this when you were working out you should have focused more on your Core, and you're saying it to a villain who is apple based. Oh, like they do apple things, they do apple (laughs) things, they they make (laughs) sheets of caramel to put on apples that don't work.
0: (laughs) So, on this podcast, we make fun of our younger selves a lot for the stupid stories we came up with when we were children. Uh But we've already established (laughs) that if we were to write a superhero movie now, it would involve (laughs) a guy with accounting powers and apple powers. We're just working our way down the alphabet. We're still in the eights. <laughs> Although now I just can't stop thinking about apple powers.
1: Oh, what is an apple power? I don't know.
0: Well, I was thinking like you could like shoot applesauce to make people slip on it as you're getting away. Oh, that's pretty good. And like spit seeds at people. You know
1: how there's like bobbing for apples? You could like Push people's faces into a bucket of water until they
0: drown. (laughs) Yeah, okay. That's, I don't know why, but when you first (laughs) said that, I was imagining like the bad guy would be bobbing for his victims. So he would be coming down on them and biting (laughs) their heads. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, they're floating in water?
0: They're just running away, and he's just like bending down, biting their head. Like the top of the head. <laughs> wow, that was so bad to be bitten on the top of the head. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Man. He's a bad guy, though. I mean, <laughs> I'm not making excuses for him.
1: When I was a kid, one of the times I cried, one of the many times I cried was when <laughs> I had my birthday party. I think it was first grade or second grade, and I made the theme of that birthday party all these old games. Like, we did a spoon race, and we did pin the tail on the Squirtle so that one was you know updated For the current fads oh nice We did bobbing for apples but they
0: were Pokeballs. That
1: would have been nice. But no, they were just apples. <laughs> and they were like, "Ah, oh, it's Theo's birthday. Let's let him go first. And then I couldn't do it at all. So I was like, as a perfectionist, as we established before and I think, episode <laughs> started eight. Started crying. Yeah, I was to, like. I into I, the
0: I, apple water?
1: <laughs> uh, that would be hilarious. I was crying. I'm sure some of those tears did get into the apple water. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I said, I got water in my eyes. I got water in my eyes. And I said, that's why I was crying. But it, it was really just because I was embarrassed that I couldn't do this thing. I couldn't do bobbing for apples.
0: Yeah, it's really hard. I I yeah. I only ever attempted it once at a Halloween party when I was <laughs> I was Mr. Potato Head at this party and I was so proud of my costume. I loved Mr. Potato Head. Wait, how old were you? Oh, man, I wish I had any idea. But you were a kid. Yeah, oh, yeah, little kid, little kid. Okay, okay. I had, like, an extra, <laughs> extra large uh, brown T-shirt, and I had it tucked in or whatever, and had pillows all around me so that I had this very <laughs> potato-y shape. That's pretty good. You know how, like, when you get older, you notice that, like, some people pick Halloween costumes just that they know they'll look good in? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not one of those costumes. <laughs> Yeah, so I just looked like this giant brown lump and I had eyes patched on. It was very creepy looking. If you didn't know, I was Mr. Yeah. Potato Head. You know, I had all the, <laughs> the facial features on it. It was like I was wearing a, I don't know what you call that, a bodysuit. Mm-hmm. Because I, when I went to go use the bathroom, it was one of the most awful experiences <laughs> of my life of just like, I had to take out like all of the pillows. My mom had to come in and help me like take out all the pillows and like get. Everything back on correctly, but yeah, I went bobbing for apples, and let me tell you, that is not ever coming back after COVID. <laughs> That's completely dead now.
1: So you were bobbing for apples while you had this enormous costume
0: on. <laughs> yeah, it was impossible. I don't, rem- I don't know. I don't think I got an apple. Yeah, hey, I'm
1: sure you got your your shirt like soaking wet. Also, probably. Right?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that part. I just remember trying it and thinking oh, this will be easy, you know, because it looks really easy. The apple's <laughs> yeah, just right yeah. there. Then realizing pretty quickly that it was not easy and giving up really fast. Like, I didn't cry. I just didn't. I just completely
1: <laughs> lost interest. Okay, yeah, great. You didn't cry. Awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, Yeah. I didn't cry.
1: Yeah, I mean, now that you say that, like, it seems like it shouldn't be a game. It should be a prank.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It seems like one of those candles that won't go out on your birthday cake. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was picturing the end of the story could be slightly different. Like, you try to bob for apples for a little while. You get your shirt totally soaked. I want to reinforce that detail. And then you can't do it. So then you come up from the water, and you just sort of look around and say, I'm a scooper. And then you just <laughs> grabbed it with two
0: hands. That's where it all started, baby. Just that's where I learned. Started scooping at a young age. I remember
1: the guy who actually was able to do it, he would just sort of put his mouth over the apple and then submerge his entire head in the water to push it down into the bottom of the barrel yeah. so he could press against something and then he bit into it and
0: pulled it out. That's wild. <laughs> that is so much more effort than I will ever go through for an apple.
1: <laughs> and he had like a soaking wet head for like the next hour.
0: <laughs> it's not a coincidence that adults don't play this game. <laughs> Have you ever seen this on an adult party? No. Right. Yeah, you got to pin it against something. I think you could pin it against the side of the bucket it too but yeah oh yeah I mean or if you just have really good chompers yeah I guess if you have a really big mouth too that would work <laughs> just inhale it <laughs> just inhale
1: yeah, Just keep a suction
0: <laughs> oh that's an interesting point yeah if you just got a, a real uh, seal on there airtight seal I guess you could put your entire head in the water <laughs> under
1: the apple and then lift it up like with the side of your head
0: uh, a scoop move <laughs> or what if instead of your head you put your hand in the water? <laughs> ah. And you retrieved the apple with your hand.
1: I'm picturing like you do your scoop move and then I'm like, "Joseph, I'm a scooper too." And I do mine where I put my head totally under the water to get out. <laughs> and you're just, oh, Theo. <laughs> You're a fool.
0: Uh, while I'm standing there with my ugly ass Mr. Potato Head <laughs> costume soaking wet, yeah. oh, you fool!
1: You look ridiculous.
0: <laughs> you know, actually, what that reminds me of you of you crying. Sorry, I just want to really rub that in. Uh, you 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 were crying. Um, <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> It just, I don't know why, but it just triggered this memory of I was in class in choir and I hated my choir class. That was a required class.
1: Yeah. That's come up previously in the podcast. Yeah.
0: I probably have said before that I did intentionally sing poorly in this class because I did not like the class. Yes. That's,
1: that's what you said.
0: This teacher had a poster that said the gist of it was don't make fun of people who are bad at singing, but you know, I'd be bad at designing posters. It didn't say exactly that. did she make this poster or is was it, was it a handmade a poster that, that said bought. don't make fun of no <laughs> it was it was an actual like product a, a poster that she bought I I would intentionally sing really loudly really poorly because usually she would ask me to tone it down not me specifically but she'd be kind of vague about it like any of you who are singing like loudly if you if you think you might be off key like bring it down like she was very polite about it I just didn't take the hint because I was a little dick one of the <laughs> girls in the class shout out to Carissa she said it's Joseph <laughs> and I started fake crying to make her feel bad about calling me out for being a bad singer uh-huh. and you know I was like pointing to the poster I was like yeah she can't like say that no uh, was fake crying the most low effort fake cry just yeah. covered my eyes with my hands <laughs> and just kind of like acted like I was sobbing but then people were like oh my god is he like really crying my mm-hmm. baby basically what a baby <laughs> and then i started actually crying Uh, because then you were embarrassed (laughs) because i was embarrassed because they thought that my (laughs) fake cry was a real cry but it did it did make my original fake cry look a lot more real so i at least had that going for me i really (laughs) sold it
1: i mean or was it like like, they, they went home from school and their parents were like, what happened today? And they said, Joseph did two different types of cries <laughs> right in a row. One
0: seemed, like, really overly dramatic and the other seemed One really... was clearly fake and then he started really crying. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt I was the subject of anyone's stories when they went home that day.
1: I could see myself maybe, like, telling my brother that story so I could show that there was someone else who was crying in my class also and I wasn't <laughs> crying today or something like it's that. not always
0: me, Seth. <laughs> Proud of me should we read another or, or i mean we've, we've been doing this for two hours yeah i was gonna say we've been going a, a while we could stop we're gonna call this episode joseph's journals and so far we've done we one aren't legally
1: allowed to pluralize <laughs> that word <laughs> journals
0: yeah there's a big legal issue with that um
1: i think the next one is this one on ten
0: let's do it let's do it okay 10 1999 Is it better to try to answer a question, even if your answer might be wrong, or not to try to answer the question at all? Why? Um... I mean, I guess my adult answer would be: it depends on what you're trying to do here. Right? If you're like working for NASA, <laughs> you're trying to figure out the exact trajectory of the <laughs> rocket. Yeah, you might not want to just give it a shot. Yeah.
1: How long should the heat-resistant panels be on the <laughs> outside? <laughs> I don't know, two feet, three feet. We'll, we'll figure it out when we get there.
0: Well, my young self would have thought that's totally fine because I said it's better to get <laughs> the answer done than not to answer at all because at least. You tried <laughs> and tried to spell wrong. Yeah. I love how I just said it's better to get the answer done. <laughs> <Yeah>. Every question <laughs> is just another task that you have to complete in life. <laughs> yeah. Most of my to do list is like answer this question, answer that question. Ugh. Right?
1: I'm sure that they were telling you like it's better to try and fail than not try at all. Yeah. I'm sure that's what they were trying to tell you. And like you kind of adjusted the meaning a little. Bit. <laughs> but don't you feel like you were just sort of like parroting what like what adults would tell you?
0: Yeah I know you, you definitely hear that a lot as a kid. It's better to try and fail than not to try at all. But I was yeah. more just like it's better to just get it done. <laughs> that would be like you know how Michael Jordan has that quote or it's Wayne Gretzky. I don't know who it is. Somebody said you miss 100% of the shots. It's Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) Yeah, it's Mark Zuckerberg. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. But also like Michael Jordan said something like, I have, oh man, should I butcher this quote or should I look it up or should I just get it done? Um,
1: (laughs) Your younger self would have just said it.
0: I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. Great quote. But... If you apply my meaning to it, it's almost as if the 26 times he's been trusted to take the game winning shot, he basically just fucking threw it in the general direction of the backboard and didn't even try to make it. And he was just like, well, got that shot done.
1: Finally, I can get this coach off my back. He's been
0: telling me I need to make a shot. He's telling me to shoot the ball. Well, there you go, coach. Shot it. Like I'll do it at a commercial. I'm watching
1: TV right now.
0: Yeah, maybe that's why he's missed more than 9,000 shots in his career. Because
1: he's like watching the TV to see when it comes back from the commercial break. Is that
0: what you mean? Yeah, all of them are just behind the back shots from his couch. (laughs) (laughs) Scout is on the court.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What he doesn't tell you is every shot that he missed was at the very end of his career when he got really lazy and was just watching TV. (laughs) Great message, Michael Jordan. I remember in fourth grade, there was like this campaign among the teachers to teach us that we all have minds of our own and no one can make us do anything we don't want to do.
0: Ooh, that's a dangerous thing (laughs) for a teacher to (laughs) tell some kids in her class.
1: (laughs) I think they were saying it because kids were saying like someone would throw a pencil at someone one and they would say, why'd you do that? And they said, he was making faces at me. He made me do it. Mm. And they were trying to tell people that, no, you don't have to throw the pencil. Even if he makes faces at you, they were just telling us this over and over. So then I started to just have that on my mind. So then I remember writing it on some like reading comprehension questions. Like I remember my teacher had a question that was like, why did this character run into the forest? Because he had a mind of his own and he would do whatever he wanted to do.
0: <laughs> like I remember writing. You know that. what that is? That is a bulletproof <laughs> answer to any why question <laughs> that could ever come your way. Right,
1: and like the real answer might have been like a bear was chasing him, but no, he just decided to do it. He had a mind of his own. The bear didn't make him run into the forest or
0: something. That's a pretty great answer. <laughs> and super lazy. I love. I love how lazy that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. That's all I have to say about that journal entry.
0: All right. Yeah. Should we in- close out the podcast? Did we delve into the mind of a child genius enough? Um, the title of the podcast is Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. Oh. I think Evie got that covered and then there were mine. So. <laughs> okay.
1: Now that we've invaded the minds of some child geniuses, or at least one, we can end the podcast. So thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you laughed. Did you laugh? Hold for applause. And then... (laughs) And <laughs> What
0: Wait, did you say? Did you laugh? And you're waiting for our podcast audience to clap to show that they laughed. To clap to show that they laughed.
1: Yeah, yeah. I kind of blew. That'd
0: be the worst stand-up comedy like ending to be like clap if you laughed and laugh if you clapped.
1: Man, it's a shame because that hold for applause joke is one of the best jokes you can do, and I just totally
0: ruined it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what what qualifies as one of the best jokes you can do. <laughs> It's pretty subjective.
1: It's just like anytime you're you say something that's really not funny or or like really douchey or something, you can say, hold for applause. And that's sure. pretty funny to do, right?
0: Not if you do something douchey.
1: No, that's so good if you do something douchey. Like you could be like, I'm your host, and Joseph is just some guy we don't care about on this podcast. He's an idiot. Hold for applause. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess so. I was I was imagining a different scenario of douchiness. Mm. You're at work or something, and you trip your coworker on purpose. <laughs> you look around to everybody, and then you're like, "Hold for applause," and then you get fired. All
1: right, <laughs> Whoa, back to the outro. You've been listening to inside the mind of the child genius. We love fan engagement. We love listener engagement. You could be like Evie, and you could send us your own story or a journal entry. Or anything. I was talking to Ian earlier and he was saying he had some old Facebook posts that he thought might be funny to go over. He
0: did. And so he's got some great old tweets that he showed me that are pretty funny too.
1: I think we got a new review on Smashwords. I don't know if we've talked about this one
0: yet. Right. We have at least one, right? We have one from Tom Dude. One, two, six. Tom, dude. I have read this one.
1: So recently we've been campaigning to try to get ratings and reviews for Three Cowboys, which was Joe's finest novel to date. And we've tried various schemes to get more ratings and reviews. And it seems like those schemes are finally paying off because we have yet another.
0: Yeah. Highly successful.
1: (laughs) Yeah. -hmm. I think we have about four reviews now. I think we have five. Well, we have five, but only because your mom accidentally posted it twice. (laughs)
0: Yep, I'm seeing that now. Yeah, thanks, Mom. Well, I'm counting it. That's five.
1: I mean, I do appreciate her trying to boost our numbers, but it feels a little obvious when it has the same username
0: and the same exact text in the review. Yeah.
1: yeah so we got That's a true. new review and a rating, five stars. Pretty good, right?
0: Oh, yeah. That's as good as it gets. (laughs) So here's the review.
1: Honestly, I wasn't expecting much when I first downloaded this book, but I'll be the first to admit, I was incredibly underestimating it. Don't ever judge a book by its cover. Okay, so they're saying the cover is bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. No editorial notes in here. Finish the review because it's all good. <laughs> but that
1: first sentence, they're definitely saying the cover is bad, right?
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And nobody but has
1: the said the cover is I'm, bad for Western Dragon. so
0: high right now <laughs> off of this five star review, and you're just going to bring me crashing down to earth.
1: Okay. The amazing storytelling, only second, the, the amazing artwork I witnessed. In this novel, the author clearly has so obviously overcame struggle in his life, and you can clearly pick up on it while reading this piece of art. Every character endures intense struggles, and the development they display while overcoming these obstacles made me feel emotions that I've never felt before.
0: That's high praise.
1: Yeah, hopefully it's not just like anger about this book.
0: <laughs> never felt angry before, <laughs> your book brought it out God, me. Wouldn't that me. Wow, that
1: would feel so <laughs> bad if, if someone had never felt a certain negative emotion and you brought that out. Like
0: That's a great negative review. The next time you, you buy something on Amazon or something and it's just a horrible <laughs> experience, it arrives broken and it's just a really bad product. You go on there, you put one star and you say, I've never felt <laughs> anger before. (laughs) But this product brought it out of me for the first time
1: Now I'll be angry forever.
0: <laughs> now I can't shake it. Yeah. <laughs> I would feel so guilty if I did that to someone. No one has not felt anger never. <laughs> that was the worst sentence I've ever spoken. <laughs> We're going to have to cut
1: that out. You spoke it with such conviction. Though. That was awesome.
0: All right, let's finish this review.
1: <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm really dragging this thing. Okay, I really appreciate all the sub-genres this book encapsulates. While sticking to the main sci-fi theme, (laughs) there's drama, comedy, even slight hints or eroticism that really put this book over the edge for me.
0: I don't want to know what that edge was. Yeah, Rodis is going to put it over the edge.
1: Yeah. Okay, it's an absolute must-read and a major shout-out to the author, which is Child Genius Jr.
0: Hey, I got my first shout-out on my podcast oh. by someone who's not on the podcast. That's that's a that may be the first time in podcast history that's ever happened.
1: Would you mind just shouting me out right now cuz I'm kind of feeling jealous?
0: <laughs> Wait. Oh, you want me <laughs> Sorry, you're going to have to earn it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have freaking Mark Zuckerberg over here. Whatever. Yeah, shout out for ruining everyone's lives with social media.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of true. I have basically poisoned everyone's mind. Sorry. Well, I think overall this was a good review. Great review. No one has ever said the cover art for Quest of the Dragon was bad. I just want to point that out. So I'm still doing okay That's true. compared to you. Um, I'm a little confused by the sci-fi theme. Mm. Do you think they actually read it?
0: (laughs) I would be very surprised if they didn't, because they clearly took the time to write a review that's about as long as the book itself, I'd imagine that they probably could have taken the time to read it as well. So they've said something incorrect about it,
1: which set off warning bells. There was a red flag for me, right?
0: Yeah. And then now I'm
1: looking through it. I don't think there's a single sentence in the review that shows that they've actually read the story. Hmm. Every character endures intense struggles. Like, come on, you could say that about any book.
0: Ah, uh, there's obstacles, and it made right, me feel but emotions. <laughs> you could say that about any book.
1: If they said, I love Tony in particular, I would know they read the book. Mm. But as it is, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I think part of it may be the fact that when we do get reviews, we usually put whoever wrote the review on blast, and we make fun of, <laughs> of the review they wrote. I think we're five for five on on reviews we've made fun of
1: yeah It's true the best part is those haven't been released yet so they don't know that they've been made fun of yet isn't that funny
0: oh yeah they're <laughs> just keeping on listening to our podcast yeah.
1: their day will come i wish i could be there at that moment when they hear it and they're like what? I did that as a favor for you guys and now you're just making fun of my grammar?
0: <laughs> That's how the zuckster does it. <laughs> That's how we do it on the Mark and Brad show. Or zucking Um I'm never gonna say that again. Um <laughs> that while we're on this while we're on the topic <laughs> Go out there and review Quest of the Dragon. We really, we really appreciate all the reviews we've been getting on uh, Three Cowboys, but let's uh, let's show Quest of the Dragon some love too. How about that?
1: I have a friend who says that she wants to review it, but she's scared of going on Smashwords. That it sounds like it's not a reputable website, and she's worried it's going to give her a virus or something like that. Do you think that's totally unfair or like totally
0: ignorant? I think this is the part of the podcast where we have to do a little bit of legal and say, if you get a virus (laughs) from Smashwords, Uh we're real sorry, but... We can't do anything about. We have that. no liability. Yeah, we Is have that- no <laughs> liability. There are a lot of viruses on Smashwords. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just say we can't do anything about that. Even even just even just going to check the reviews for Three Cowboys, I had to pull up my virus killer software and zap <laughs> them. No, that's a joke. <laughs> yeah. It's a reputable <laughs> website. They have a legit yeah. URL, smashwords.com. It's not like .ru for Russia or dot .virus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got a .tm after smashwords. Oh yeah. It says your ebook your way. It's got a slogan. So <laughs> this could not be a scam. We also
1: got some fan mail. What? Did you know
0: about that? Oh, wait, is this what you texted me earlier?
1: Well, the thing is, we always ask for ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, and that would be very helpful, but we also got an email, (laughs) which is maybe less helpful, but also we really appreciate it.
0: We got to take what we can get. Brad Pitt doesn't get a lot of emails, so. (laughs) Uh,
1: This is by someone named Michael Farrowich. It says, Hello. (laughs)
0: It's a great start. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. I'll I'll say that everything is in short sentences with a period at the end. So it makes me think this person might actually be a robot. We appreciate all of our human and robot listeners. And here's what this robot said. Hello. I heard your podcast. Much fantastic. Both two so fun. Like, like. Hello. Continue the good stuff. Thanks. Thanks. So that's that's some fan mail we got.
0: Hey, that's, that is some solid fan mail right there. Did it say like, like twice? Yeah, it said like, like. So that's basically like two positive reviews. <laughs> Wait a second, I guess.
1: Because isn't that what people say? They're like, I like him, I just don't like, like him. And
0: they're saying they're romantically yeah.
1: interested. So maybe this is a robot that's romantically interested in our podcast.
0: That is something I could be- believe. <laughs> yeah, I could believe. I, I was going to finish that sentence with be into, but I don't know if I want to go that direction with it. Yeah. <laughs> I believe yeah.
1: it. Yeah. So thanks. We really appreciate this fan mail. We appreciate the uh, positivity of it. If you have a few seconds, if you wouldn't mind just copying and pasting that into a review on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate that too.
0: Is that is that the only <laughs> place you can review things for us? I think so. Keep doing it there.
1: Yeah, so send us stories or anything you wrote. Send us any fan theories you have about Quest of the Dragon, even though it's over. Or any fan theories you have about Joseph's Journals, if you have some insight into
0: him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Please write in Miss Gianelli. I need to know why you gave us these props. Oh
1: my gosh. We have to make her a special guest. Like when we get to like a thousand listens or something like that she has to be the special guest
0: if we get a thousand listens I will reach out to Ms. Gianelli (laughs) Uh, but she won't know who I am probably
1: please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts Uh, don't forget to rate and review Three Cowboys Quest of the Dragon also if you would like don't forget to spread the word about this podcast tell all your friends and family about it Joseph would you like to hear one of the best ways people can spread the word about the podcast
0: I would love to So you can
1: move to a hotel in the snowy mountains and pretend you're working on a novel for months, experience numerous paranormal hallucinations, and then when your wife finds your novel... All it says is listen to inside of the mind of a child genius over and over. <laughs>
0: I like it. This
1: this last step is crucial. Don't try to murder her at that moment. Yeah. Because yeah, we want her as a continuing listener. So
0: just one note. Please, if if you don't mind while you, you're going crazy, actually write inside <laughs> the mind of a child genius, not inside of the mind. <laughs> oh, did I mess that? I'm <laughs> just saying it'd be cool if you got our the phone name of <laughs> our podcast, right? That would be really cool. <laughs> but I mean honestly if you write inside of the mind, it's still, it's close enough. We're not that picky. I'll bleep it out. (laughs) Thanks. Um, No, that's a, that's a great way. But in The Shining, did his book ever get out? (laughs) Would that have just alerted his, his wife of the podcast?
1: (laughs) Yes, it would have just alerted his wife.
0: But I assume she would be an avid listener. Oh, yeah. And maybe they'll make a movie about it. And <gasps> then. <laughs> Just like The Shining was based on a true story.
1: They'll make a movie about this. Yeah. And then there will be
0: the scene and then everyone will know. And they'll say, this seems like it's kind of derivative of The Shining. But then they'll say, but this is a totally new thing that actually happened and is totally unrelated. <laughs> so they'll have to make a movie. <laughs> this seems a lot like The Shining.
1: Uh-uh. There was a different thing written in the book. Other than that, it was a shot for shot (laughs) remake.
0: Well, and he doesn't kill his wife in in our version.
1: Yeah, and then the story continues all the way to the point where the Hollywood execs are talking to them about making it into a movie.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, the end of our version of The Shining, the book actually is very famous and gets published. Ah. He doesn't try to kill his wife, and he becomes a famous author for his book, Inside the Mind of a Child Genius.
1: (laughs) This actually just gave me a great idea for... Movies. (laughs)
0: For more than one movie? Okay. It's not the superheroes, right? (laughs) Apple Man and Accounting Man, the (laughs) supervillains.
1: The way every movie that's based on a true story should end is it continues on to the point where the Hollywood execs are telling them, we want to make a movie out of this. Oh, maybe (laughs) we should even go past that and into the point where they're like picking actors and they're filming
0: the movie. Wow. That's very meta. Well anyway. Well, we've reached the end of another good one.
1: So thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast and buy us both some chips. Oh, the theme song. That's what happens next.
0: There it is. Nice. Buy me some chips. <laughs> I really wanted to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, We can redo it. I can set you up. No, it's, it's fine. I don't mind. Maybe we should have the theme song say it at the end. And buy me some chips. It's like kind of a <laughs> tune at the end. Maybe I'll do like a vocoder. Oh, it could be just like, you know, in Frasier. And he's like, some salad and scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs. <laughs> and I was just like, do no do and some, buy, me some <laughs> buy me some chips. Buy me some chips. <laughs> Maybe we could change the do to do but... <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> it's got potential. It's a working sign-off. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.